Hi, you're listening to Flying Sober. This is a podcast about cultivating relationships and sobriety and stepping into self-discovery through love, understanding, and exploration. The opportunity to learn about yourself through others starts now. Hello, 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 my lovely listeners. And I am here with Jonathan and Donnie. And before we continue our conversation from last week, I have a little announcement to make. Starting today, we are changing our format to bi-weekly, which means our next podcast will air every other Friday. We are doing this so our lovely listeners can catch up and that Jonathan and I can better balance it with our daily lives now that we are back to working. But no worries, we'll still bring you awesome content and our episodes will be up to 45 minutes or longer if you can handle that. So with that said, let's get back to our chat from last week. To give you a quick little recap, Donnie was telling us about his struggles out of addiction and the sponsors he had along the way. You know, sponsorship is a fundamental part of the equation, and a good rule of thumb is to find a sponsor and give you what you're looking for. For me, it was serenity. I wanted someone who can help me achieve that. And for Donnie, that was spirituality. And he found that in Jonathan, who is a sponsor today. And what does that all really mean? My opinion of God and spirituality is literally, I can't explain it. I think that we're all connected. I think, you know, growing up in a Christian place, I'm like, I'm going to yeah. call it the Holy Spirit. But I think that we're all connected. I think that there's the capacity for good in all of us. I think that God is like, I, the one choice I have every day is I turn my will over to God. And I can take it back anytime I want. But... As long as I continue to do that, everything seems to be good. And I don't think God creates bad. Things happen in the world. You know what I mean? There's going to be, this COVID crisis is terrible. Something good is going to come out of it. Of course. You can look at it the silver is. lining or you can not look at the silver lining. I'm not trying yeah. to tell you that I'm happy about it. But there's things, who knows what the good things are. All I know is that if I look for them, they're going to come. So what is God of your understanding? I was thinking about it the other day. And, like, I think when we say it's God and we try to make it, like, define it sort of as you're taught, like, it's almost like a person and it's not a person. You know what I mean? I think it's more physics. I think it's more metaphysical. And I was thinking about it, and this is funny, and John, I like that. It's more like if you called it the force, that's more what it is. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and I don't understand God and I don't know if God is some dude up on imp in heaven doing this, that, and the other thing. But, I mean, it's the way that the universe works it works in perfection. Bad things happen because they have to happen. You know, I don't think, you know, like, listen, hurricanes, before man was around, there was a hurricane and there was forest fires because the forest needed to be trimmed and trees needed to be cut down. And the universe and nature works in concert with itself. You know what I mean? And I don't understand all of it. I'm just saying, like, it, it fixed the earth the way that the earth needed to be fixed. I don't really worry yeah. about it too much. And God to reveals, you know, we have to trust in God that he yeah. will reveal it. Um, when the day comes, you know, in yeah. all our affairs. Um, and sometimes the bad things that seem to happen, you know, when I say my prayer, I'm like, God, take away my difficulties, that victory over third, them may bear witness to prayer. those I would help. So, listen, when he gives me a difficulty, it may be so I can overcome it, so I can tell a sponsee or someone with less time about how this happened because I had faith in God. A lot of times things happen. Um, he brought up the, the book, um, The Power of Now, uh, right? Yeah. When bad things happen, it's like, all right, so right now, like this sucks. 
but is everything okay with me right now? Like, if you keep it in the moment, yeah. I'm going to ask both of you, with all the crap that's going on, financial insecurities, career insecurities, Donnie, do you have everything that you need today? Of course. Yeah. Rachel, do you have everything Absolutely. you need Absolutely. I have everything I need. Everything is perfect in this moment. It's yeah. just recognizing that and trying to stay in that focus. It's hard. It's not the easiest. And thing if to you do. don't, you get anxious and stressed and you upset. You get restless, and irritable, mixed. and discontent. Absolutely. Yeah. You can only focus on. And I've learned that a while ago. And and you know, practice makes perfect. The more you do that, the more it works. You have to shift your your focus. And you have you know. But but then to our listeners, you have to accept that you're never going to be perfect. Yeah. There's only one perfect being. Progression, not perfection. <laughs> exactly. But there's only one perfect being, and that's the power that created all of us. Whether yeah. you name it God, Muhammad, I don't care what you name the it. The force. The force. The force within. Exactly. <laughs> Let the force come into your life and live by the force. It'll never steer you wrong. So, Jonathan, when there is an issue, when, when Donnie has an issue, how do you bring spirituality and specifically the 12th step into it? Well, most, most of our issues stem from self-centered fear. I'm in fear I'm not going to get what I want, or I'm in fear I'm not going to get what I need, or I'm in fear you're going to take away something that I already have. <laughs> Those three things... It, so it, true. <laughs> ...it stems into everything. And we regularly pra- practice the 10th step, and it says it in our literature. When anger, fear, and resentment crop up, it's not if, it's when. So what's that telling me? It's going to happen for the rest of my life. Right? <laughs> so when it crops up, we pray over it. Power out there, force, help me with this. We talk to somebody else. All right, maybe I'm not getting the right perspective over it. And then I'm open-minded to hear a different perspective. We apologize immediately if we've hurt anybody. So we take care of it promptly. And then we turn our attention to helping other people. The more I help somebody else, the less I'm worried about me, which when I'm worried about me, I'm going to continue picking at that certain situation, making it worse and worse and worse to the point that there is no coming back. So if you apply that actual equation... Principles, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You can, you can get through any issue, but it's... Unfortunately, our egos come in and say, no, I got it. I'm going to... No, I used to call my sponsor. I'd be like, hey, Mark, I'm trying to think my way out of this, and it ain't working. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd be like... Well, no, no shit, Sherlock. Like, you're, you're not going to think your way out of this one. Like, what's going on? We have to invite other people. And we have to follow those steps. Because, like, if you don't follow that process, you're going to turn up probably doing even more damage than you did to begin with. That's it. Like, the more you yeah. focus on God, Absolutely. the better my life becomes. Because I realize I'm not in charge. And if I say, what should I do in this situation? He's like, do the next right thing. He goes, because the results belong to me. And I, I say that I don't think of it as a person, but like when I have conversations, I'm having conversations with I, with my image of God being a person. He's like, you do you do the next right thing, and if it's the right thing, everything's gonna you work out this that. way. And if it's not, it's not gonna work out that way. You do your part. I I own the results. And once I know that, I don't have to be. I'm not responsible. I'm responsible for doing good stuff. And I, my God is not too demanding. He's you know it's. Um, it's like, you know, just keep he, it yeah. simple. Yeah. Simple, keep it simple. Stupid. And you know what? Sometimes your best is better at 10 a.m. than it is at 10 p.m. And my God's like, it's OK, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you hurt. You hurt someone. Don't do that again. And then I'll hurt we'll someone again. Amends. But he's also like, for, yeah, don't, yeah, don't do that again. And but, you know, apologize and don't do that again. Unless <laughs> when I've done it, it, There's been situations in the past, honestly, with, with girls where I like I didn't like like when I hurt them. 
I caused the pain that I had because I felt bad about hurting them and I didn't want to do that anymore and the pain got too good, too great, and now I'm better able to judge, okay, this isn't going to work and I don't want to hurt yeah. this person. So maybe if it was someone new that I was dating, it would be like, this isn't really going to work out. I'm not going to do the thing that's the immediate gratification. We all know what I'm talking about because that's not going to be good for this person because it, it's, not, it's not worth it anymore. To me, God's going to forgive you. It's like, just keep, keep trying to get better. And you don't get better all at once. And I'm better now than I was two years ago and better th two years ago than I was five years ago. And as long as I stick in the middle of AA and keep chasing spirituality, my life continually gets better to the point where it's literally, yeah. and I've said this to Jonathan, so unfair in my direction and that I'm like, you can say the luckiest or the most blessed because of the things that have happened to yeah, me. Yeah, because you're more, you know, the more we were spiritual connected, the more we were aware of our behavior. You know, I just saw, I heard this quote on, in a movie yesterday, and it says, um, everything you see with love is the truth, the rest is smoke. Isn't that a great quote? Yeah. Um, but it's really true. Like, my life was always up in smokes. I couldn't tell right from wrong. And I love this program of spirituality because the more you connect it to God, and I love that you say you're not in charge. If you're not in charge, you need to charge. It's simple as that. And I got to tell you, when I don't pray in the morning, my days fuck. When I make it a point to connect with the spirit of the universe, like, my day just seems to be more joyous. And the fact that we even have the support, you know, like I was talking to my sponsor yesterday and she said, so many people, they don't have that available to them. That's just like a gift that we have that. Do you know what the greatest gift we have? Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little fun thing with you guys. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Donnie, do you believe that you hear the spirit of the universe in the forest when you go to a meeting? Yeah. <laughs> Rachel, do you believe that? Too? Of course. Okay. Yes. Well, this came across my mind. Um, so we have the ability to listen to the universe on a daily basis. I know. Imagine if we sat down with a normal person and said, you're not going to believe it. I actually have the ability to listen to the spirit of the universe on a daily basis. <laughs> and they actually believe you. They believe you. And they're like, oh my God, that's so cool. How many times a week do you do that? Every day. No. Imagine the people that say, oh, you know, once a week. <laughs> do you know how much of a schmuck we look like yeah. to the normal person like wait a minute like you have a chance to listen to something to the power of the world to the universe and you only do it once a week or i've actually seen people who do once a month like we have to keep engaged in meetings because yeah. it's those meetings that remind us of these crucial vital things that we're living by today if we're not getting constantly reminded that we have God and that we have something protecting us, yeah. we're going to start getting into reckless behavior, thinking that we know what's best for us. I can't even imagine if I had to go through this pandemic without this spiritual program right now. I mean, we have all these tools available to us. Our connection with the source that seems to carry us all. The ongoing support of our friends and our sponsor. Best part is we go to these meetings where we hear stories of triumph and hope, and it keeps us going. It's funny, my sponsor taught me this. He says, Jonathan, we go to meetings to hear hope. And I'm like, yeah, we do. And he goes, you know what hope is? What does it mean? Hearing other people's experience. And Boom! When, and when you get to hear these overcoming so stories. So true! You know how many times I, I would listen to Donnie's story and I'd feel empowered and invigorated? It still happens for me today because... You know, as much as we learn from one another... So what do you tell him when he goes to an issue? Well, we just talk about it. He does what he exactly what he said. There was something recently that came up, and in general, I, mean, I was um, 
I wasn't seeing it as fear. And we, of course, we trade. Listen, there's fear and there's love, and those are the two things that you're gonna feel. So if there's if it's a bad feeling, it's traced back to fear. And it was um, it was a situation where, although I, I listen, I was putting my faith in God ninety percent. You know what I mean? And 10% was so bad that I wasn't seeing it. And I was like, oh, I just got to. And I knew that everything would be fine. And it was more of something I wanted and not something I needed. And I feel very grateful that I've done so many things that, and my life has gotten so bad that I can start with my gratefulness by being like inside. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I've slept outside. So I can go, oh, I'm grateful that I'm inside. Then, then I can go to the bed and then I can go to the pillow. And when I got sober this time, I was like, God, just let me have my own room with <laughs> a television and a DVR and God was like he's like I got a phone a cell phone and cigarettes you for you that. too he's like and like I never didn't and thank God through AA and etc I don't smoke cigarettes anymore but he was like he's like you guys I'll give you a cigarette and cell phone too cigarettes and cell phone also and um you know God's gonna give us what we need now I want a house on the water and I don't know if that's what God's going to provide me with. You know what I mean? Like, but the truth is I have the ability to be ha- like, God's always going to take care of me. I'm never going to, if I stay sober, I'm never going to not be able to sleep inside. I'm never going to not have food. And you know, those are, that's what you need. And I'm never not going to be able to go to a meeting or, or maybe I, I can't imagine a situation where I couldn't, but like I, he, he's going to take care of my needs. And I know what my needs are. My needs are to be fed and, you know, sheltered and be able to keep Boy. God in my life. I want a lot more things. Whatever has happened, God seems to be giving me more stuff. I live in a house in a nice neighborhood, and you know, I, it just keeps coming at me. Like I feel like God doesn't really trust me, so He gives me so much. He's like, "Stay on my side," and I'm like, <laughs> "I'm already there, buddy." But it feels like He's just like spoiling me. I know what you mean. I feel like the longer I stay sober, the bigger my God, the bigger my life gets. So let me ask you: How do you turn over a problem? Every time I have a problem, it turns out that I'll. The answer will come when I'm sitting in a meeting. Yeah, you know I know, I mean? me too. When I hear something that relates to me, that's God talking to me. That's how I see it. So many times when, I'm, if, when I wasn't talking to someone or whatever, the answer came. And it was literally a problem that I had been mulling over for two months. I was in the meeting and it came. And I was just like, huh. I don't need much more proof. Like, uh, you know, huh. I, I don't turn my life over to God because I'm the best person in the world. I turn my life over to God because it makes my life awesome. It's like what I said in the beginning. As soon as I let God in the driver's seat, my life gets better. Hey, Jonathan, I know you guys are really good friends, but how do you build a relationship with a sponsee? In the beginning, you know, there's not really anything that's built. And what's amazing is if you use the sponsor slash sponsee relationship and really look at it of how you apply it to all your relationships, it's actually quite as simple. At first, you get to know somebody. And then... You're open to suggestions and you see that somebody else is invested in your happiness and you start building a trust. And then when you start building a trust, you start working certain things into your life where your life gets better. And then you show appreciation to that person who helped you along the way. And then a well-established relationship starts growing and it turns into a friendship. That sounds like any other friendship that you have with any other human being or a family member for that matter. So... When do you really connect with another human being? It's when you share your, your insights with somebody. As soon as that happens, you've built a deeper personal relationship. Yeah. Um, and, when it becomes a learning relationship. Exactly. A grow, like my sp- growing relationship. My sponsor and I, um, the one who passed the pancreatic cancer, he, in the beginning, 
um, you know, he just... But you also become a mentor. I mean, your first, your second sponsor. I, I right? held him in very high regard. It had everything to do with, with what kind of man he was and his character. I didn't really know him. And he was another example of someone that I saw years and years before. Jonathan was a little really? kid. When the, yeah, and he'd been in there for a long time, and I didn't really like the guy because I, when I first walked in, it was something about the way he looked or I don't know. It was something ridiculous. But as I stayed in there, even as I kept coming back, I realized this guy's got something. He had AA. Like, he had this. Every time he applied AA to his problem, it always worked out. And, you know as you're in AA, it just teaches you to get closer to God. So when you're, when I'm saying AA, there's not much difference to me between AA and God, because you're going to be applying a spiritual, you're going to be applying a spiritual solution to the problem. When you do that, things get better. And, um, like his sponsor was just, he was real sober or real spiritual, whichever you want to say, wow. like they're both, they seem to me, they're very synonymous. Of and course. he just, he was applying Alcoholics Anonymous and spirituality to his problems and everything kept going good for the guy. And he was happy and he was there all the time. And as I came in and out for 20 years, he was in the seat all the time. And I'm like, oh, just come sit here. Yeah, claim your seat. When people ask, I'm like, just go sit in the room. And I don't even, for I, this is for my sponsors and I'm not telling you this is the best thing in the world. Just get in there. And if they're, I'm like, if someone's driving you crazy, I don't care if you look at ESPN. Just put your butt in the seat every day, and they're going to say 90 and 90, but I'll tell you, if you can do 365, that's even better. And like John said, because I, I don't go every single day, and like John said about the, hey, you can contact the spirit of the universe every day, and you still decide not to go. So I'm kind of an idiot also, but I understand I'm an idiot. You know? Yeah, but now you got no excuse. Now you can do meetings 24 hours a day. Yeah, and now, and now, Zoom listen, meetings. I, I realized that and when Zoom came, I was going six or seven times a week. And listen, I know that I can't do less than four because if I'm, if I walk out of the room, I'm great on Monday morning, but by Wednesday, I might not be grateful. But I go back in there and I'm grateful when I walk out. So, Donnie, thank you so much for coming. This has been an amazing chat. And I only have one thing left to say to you May the force be with you. Rachel is a cuckoo bird. I'll accept that. You gotta keep it fun. And with that said, stay healthy, stay safe, till the next time we connect, which is every other Friday at 7 a.m. To leave us a message or to check out our recovery resources, go to flying-sober.com.